Welcome to the only podcast that tells it like it is, while giving you powerful, actionable tools to empower you to live your best life. Fuck anxiety. Are you ready to get shit done? And now your host, anxiety expert and certified life coach, Vicki Louise. Hey lovelies and welcome to episode number three and today we're going to be talking all about procrastination, basically why you're not getting shit done and I actually separate procrastination into two parts. So there's procrastinating on something which has an external deadline like an exam or something to be submitted to someone else where you are accountable to something outside of yourself. Then there's procrastinating when there's no one but yourself to answer to. Think like your goals. And today I'm gonna focus on number one. So growing up, my dad always said to me, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. And it sounds so simple. Of course, just get it done. And yet procrastination is one of the most common things I help clients with, hence the Get Shit Done part of my program. So this week, someone I've worked with in the past asked me to write them a LinkedIn review. And they said, do it anytime. It was evening, I was just about to leave the office, and they just told me to do it another time, that there was no rush. But I did it, straight away. Why? Because I knew it would take five minutes, I was confident I knew what I was gonna say, and I did the math, right? It would take me just as long to set it up in my calendar for a different time. And so she'd asked me to do something, I just got it done. And she was so impressed, but she shouldn't have been, because this is how I operate, and this is how you can operate as well, right? People come to me and tell me that they were just born procrastinators, as though it was something that was given to them at birth, along with a love of rosé. And it was not, and I know this, because if the ability to get shit done was given at birth, I would still not be doing it, because I was definitely not always this way. And when it came to exams or work, I was actually the total opposite. Procrastination was a part of my life for way too long. So throughout school and university, I even prided myself on leaving things until the last minute and still being able to get good grades. And I would tell myself I loved working under pressure and I'd work better under pressure. And I would intentionally leave things to the last minute so last minute actually, that when it came to exams, I had to borrow my friend's notebooks to study. I literally didn't take notes or do homework throughout the school year. Now I remember my friend Rachel lent me her book so I could cram before exams. So shout out to good friends like Rachel. And at some point I literally believed I'd cracked the code. I didn't need to work most of the time and I could still get good grades. And the truth is if we measure work just by grades, then I achieved everything I wanted to. And it's funny because anyone that's met me in the last few years, particularly since I've been doing coaching work, knows me as someone that just consistently gets shit done. Like they never knew procrastinator Vicky. She thought she was more fun, but really looking back, she was way too stressed. I was creating my own stress. And yet I really believed this stress was necessary for me to get the grades. Think about it, do you think that you work better under pressure? It's something I hear all the time. Those of you nodding, believing that you work better under pressure, let me ask you this. If someone was performing surgery on you, 
Would you want it to be someone that didn't sleep the night before and last minute crammed how they should operate? Bullshit. Of course you feel less stressed in the present by procrastinating. That's the temptation of putting it off. But in the long term, studies have shown worse grades, higher overall stress and illness. So then why do we procrastinate? If I asked you why you procrastinate, you'd probably say one of the following. You'd say you work better under pressure, like I used to say. You'd say that what you were doing isn't fun, it's hard. Or you would say, I don't know how to do it. That's a big one. I don't even know where to get started, so I'm not starting. And of course, if we don't start, we're never going to figure it out. The last one that people say is that the work that I'm supposed to do is causing me stress and anxiety so I'm not going to do it because I'm avoiding what I believe is causing the anxiety. It's like having a broken window in a room in your home and just not going into the room. The broken window is still there, you know it's still there, you aren't going into the room to try to not think about it but it's still there in your mind, you cannot stop thinking about it all the time. So we tell ourselves loads of different reasons why, why we procrastinate. And then we have guilt and shame around not doing it because we think we should be doing it. So we judge ourselves, which leads to us wanting to avoid doing anything about it even more. So before we know it, we're facing an imminent external deadline and we're completely stressed out to meet it. And now we're no longer anxious about the work or the exam. We're anxious about the deadline, right? Our, our anxiety is just transferred over now the deadline is the enemy and to beat it we have to do the work and this last minute stress pretends to be useful to get the work done but it's just not do you really think you work best when you are stressed when you feel under pressure is that a place of you making the best decisions does that give you time to submit the best piece of work? Like for sure you'll get the work done in order to beat the deadline, but I promise you that your work could have been improved had you been feeling confident and calm while doing it instead of stressed and panicked. So let me bring it all back to science and your brain and explain why it is we procrastinate that have nothing to do with you needing to judge yourself, which only magnifies the problem. So. All of our brains contain a primitive part. And I think of my brain as my cavewoman brain and she is programmed to survive and keep me safe and alive in the wild. And as mentioned in the first podcast, when she senses danger, she releases hormones and these hormones such as adrenaline would allow you to run from danger and survive. Danger being a predator, danger being life or death, not danger being failure of an exam or your boss asking you to edit the work. So your primitive brain doesn't know the difference. It senses danger, wants to keep you safe, and it has a highly evolved system to respond to threats. And that's what it's done for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, okay? Simply put, when we see something and we have thoughts about it that create anxiety, we want to avoid whatever it is we think is causing our anxiety. This is how we survived because anxiety used to mean life-threatening danger, and now it can mean sending an email. Like, have you ever sent a message to the wrong person or even thought you'd send a message to the wrong person and felt like a a sense of panic, right? Your brain is reacting as though that message you sent will cause your death and it won't. Like we know that logically, but your instincts are powerful and well, very well, highly evolved. So a message has become the same as a predator, an assignment, piece of work, going to the dentist, whatever it is, your brain is reacting as though you are going to die. 
and it's signaling to you that you must ignore, avoid, do something else, anything else. Don't you have laundry to do? Laundry is safe, let's do the laundry. And that's what's going on in your primitive brain. And that's why you find yourself on Instagram and your brain is telling you to do so and you listen. And the reason your brain thinks it's dangerous can be explained by your thinking, okay? This is a really important distinction to make. We say we feel stressed and anxious because of the exam or the work, but an exam alone doesn't create anxiety because what if you had an exam where you felt confident that you could pass it, right? Does everyone taking the exam feel the anxiety? Because if the exam is causing the anxiety, that should be the case, right? The exam is just a circumstance. It's black and white. And because of that, it can't create emotions by itself. So nothing outside of you creates your anxiety. It's all coming from your thinking. Your brain is reacting to the thoughts that you have about the exam or about the work. Thoughts like it's too hard, I don't know where to start, I can't do this, I might fail. And these thoughts are signaling to your brain that there's potential danger and your brain reacts the same way it always reacts to potential danger because your brain wants to protect you, right? So if it senses danger, it's pulling out all the stops to protect you. As I spoke about in the first episode of my brain wanting to protect me from speaking in front of a lot of people, right? I logically knew it wasn't life or death, but my brain didn't. I still got anxious and my brain wanted me to run out the room. And that's the same thing that's making you avoid and procrastinate. So your thoughts can be about the situation, about the potential risks or the potential outcome, about any uncertainty of what's going to happen when you finished. Okay, so let's address my old mantra, which is I work best under pressure. It's just what's happening is just a simple jump, right? Your anxiety initially is on the exam or the situation you're avoiding, right? And as the deadline approaches, the danger becomes the deadline, Okay, so if it exists outside of us, the thing that we're procrastinating, like an exam or submitting the work, it's just your anxiety shifting. So your cavewoman brain sees work as a threat because you're entering a situation where you could fail or be rejected, which it takes to mean death. Um, But as the deadline approaches, your brain no longer sees the work or exam as a source of danger. The source of danger is now the deadline. And if we don't want to fail the exam at some point, probably the day before, your brain shifts and goes into survival mode where the deadline is causing the anxiety. And in order to survive, we have to get the work done, right? We have to get the work done. I used to pull all-nighters all the time, which is ridiculous. If I was afraid of failing an exam, why put myself in stress, cram and sleep less when logically I know this is not conducive to me doing my best. But at that point, I couldn't sleep, right? My anxiety had shifted. Avoidance at that stage in the game doesn't work and your brain has to focus all its energy on doing the work. As well as avoidance, Procrastination actually gives your brain an immediate reward in the form of a dopamine hit. Yeah, that's right. So the feel-good chemical is released immediately when you put something off, even if logically, right, with your prefrontal cortex, your more logical part of your brain, you understand you want to get it done. So over time, what's happened is your brain's become addicted to the chemical, the dopamine, and it wants to procrastinate to get the positive feelings, to get that hit again. 
So we've got avoiding the anxiety, seeking the dopamine, and the last one is socialization, okay? We have been taught from a young age in school about failure and success. Failure is bad, it basically tells us that there is a right and wrong, and knowing that makes you smart or dumb. And this means we don't wanna get things wrong. And when we don't wanna get things wrong, we revert to I don't know, because I don't know is better than being wrong. And that's programmed into us by the reward system in society, and has amplified our already existing fear of failure, which adds more anxiety when we are submitting work or studying, okay? It was taught to us. So in sum, your brain's trying to protect you by avoiding the work which it thinks is going to kill you. And then your brain is seeking the feel-good dopamine fix. And society has taught you that failure is a terrible thing. So your brain's avoiding the work, reinforced by what you believe people will think about you. Then once you're on the procrastination path, minutes turn into hours which turn into days and weeks until the deadline is imminent. Then your brain thinks the deadline will kill you. So you do the work, you meet the deadline. And what's crazy here is, say it's an exam and you have anxiety about failing, you've actually created a much higher chance of failure by having less time to study. So if you're worried that you work won't be good enough, there's a greater chance of it being shit if you cram it. And this is why you are procrastinating. Notice that the external deadline will be there. Putting it off doesn't get rid of the anxiety and in the end, it creates more anxiety. And if you have a deadline for work, let's say it's two weeks, then you can either avoid it for 13 days and then cram, experiencing anxiety for the full time, or you can do the work on the first day as though the deadline is the next day, then give yourself time to review it. That way it doesn't consume you for the full two weeks and you have time to deliver your best work. It's the only way. So between this week and next, notice yourself doing this. Ask yourself when you have a deadline, why you're not doing it. What's your brain telling you? Why is it telling you to avoid it? Write it down. And for some of you, it will be that it's too hard. For others, it will be that you don't wanna get it wrong. Write it and then read it back. And ask yourself if putting it off will really serve you in the long term. And challenge yourself, I challenge you, to start with it that day, okay? So remember, the first most important thing is uncovering your brain's current programming and thinking. And this is such an important thing to learn. So I will see you next week where I will be covering procrastination around goals and anything that doesn't have an external deadline. Talk to you then. Bye. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickilouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I. Then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickilouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. Just do it.